0: Greetings listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial, I'm Dave Reed.
1: And I'm Kristen Riley, and this is The Cast Files.
0: I am a nerd who has somehow never seen The X-Files.
1: And I watched it when it originally aired. Cast Files is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of The X-Files, spoiler free.
0: Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 13, the unfortunately named (laughs) Szyggy. It originally aired January 26th. 1996, it was written by Chris Carter himself and directed by Rob Bowman, the director of Airborne, (laughs) the Rock and Rollerblade movie, starring Shane McDermott, Seth Green, and a young Jack Black.
1: The X-Files also features a young Jack Black.
0: Earlier in the season, today, it's a young, chubby-cheeked, incredibly cute Ryan Reynolds.
1: And then he's dead.
0: And then he's dead. This episode of The X-Files, to me... Gives me huge... The Da Vinci Code is Apple? (laughs) Feelings?
1: Yes, we will get there. IMDb says a rare alignment of the planets gives two homicidal teenage girls dangerous telekinetic powers while simultaneously driving their small town insane with satanic panic. Mulder's interest in the local female detective makes Scully jealous.
0: The bad guy is planets? (laughs) Yes. The bad guy is planets in this episode. The bad guy is planets. The Da Vinci Code is Apple. Yeah. That's my brain this entire episode.
1: Oh, my first take was there's nothing scarier to the general public than angsty teen girls.
0: That's true. There's nothing more terrifying in general than
1: teen girls. (laughs) That is what Chris Carter believes. Also, what the fuck, back-to-back Scully is jealous episodes?
0: Scully being jealous is weird. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I did really like this episode though. It was I did a too. lot of fun. I did too. The two teen girls are some of my favorite characters to be on this show.
1: Yeah. Everybody did great. Hate Everybody him.
0: Great. Wouldn't want to date him.
1: <laughs> They're the best. They are. All right, the cast. We have Ryan Reynolds as J Boom Da Boom. I didn't write what he was in, but I you know that I've Because yeah. I know I've seen him before.
0: Yeah. He is the second person, I think, in the X-Files to have been on Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place.
1: Oh, yep. You know what? That's That tracks. We have Dana Wheeler Nicholson as Angela White. She was Maddie Earp in Tombstone.
0: That's who she is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I know this lady.
1: Yes. Wendy Benson as Margie Kleingen. She was in Burlesque with Cher and Christina Aguilera.
0: Okay. Lisa. Terry, who's Terry? Because Terry is somebody, too.
1: Yeah. Lisa Robin Kelly, she was in Silk Stockings. Oh, <laughs> Nice. Exclamation point. But she was also Lori Foreman on that 70s show. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, yeah, that's where you yep. have seen her probably the most frequently because that show was on for 11 years time, yeah. or something.
0: It was on longer than the 70s.
1: <laughs> yes. Gary Davey as Bob Spitz. He was Soviet major in Highlander.
0: Okay, I saw Highlander a bunch of times. (laughs) Don't remember who Soviet major is.
1: Well, you've seen him. Bob Spitz is also the school principal in this episode. The guy with the mustache? We'll get to him. Okay. And then Donalda Williams as Madame Zarenka.
0: Yes, who is she?
1: She's in one episode of every TV series in the 90s. That's
0: where I recognize (laughs) her. I recognized everybody in this episode.
1: And then we have Gabrielle Miller as Brenda J.C. Summerfield. She is in the TV series, animated series, and movie Corner Gas.
0: I don't know what any of that is.
1: I don't know what any of the... I don't know what Corner Gas is, but apparently it's huge in Canada.
0: Okay. Makes sense. And
1: she's just in every every iteration of it. Good for her. Yeah. All right. In Comedy, New Hampshire, a group of high school students hold a eulogy for their dead friend, the purported victim of a satanic cult. Brian Reynolds said this was his favorite speech of his career.
0: What is it? Because he could do that incredibly dumb accent? It was his foray into accent work?
1: Yes. Actually, I made that up. You oh. didn't say that. <laughs> 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 you, you, you jerk. I was going to ask, how many times are we going to do Small Town USA infiltrated by satanic cult? But then I listened to an American Hysteria's episode from 2019, The Calm Down. Kids in cauldrons and satanic ritual abuse, they got my answer. Yeah, never? Always.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait. I forgot the first part of your question. Do you
1: want me to start that over again?
0: No. (laughs) We can just, we can let everybody know how bad my memory is.
1: Okay. Apparently, we're going to do satanic cult in small town USA all the time. All the time. And if you listen to that episode, there's a real person who experienced it.
0: Oh, great. Good episode. Yeah.
1: Listen to it after this, though. Right.
0: She's really good. Uh, She shows up on Daily Zeitgeist, and you're wrong about a lot.
1: Chelsea Weber-Smith goes by They Them.
0: They Them, okay. Yes. They show up on those shows quite often. Yes. And unfortunately, they have a problem with my family, so. Oh, yes, the the reads. That's the only downfall I have with them.
1: (laughs) Um, Great show, though. In this scenario, in The X-Files, we have two girls, Terry Roberts and Margie Kleingen who get a ride home from Jock J. Boom-da-boom. (laughs) Bitch. I just wrote what a name. I can't not do that.
0: (laughs) After you said it the first time, I can't not say it like that either. No. J. Boom-da-boom.
1: Yeah. So the way that his character is labeled is J. And then in quotes, boom, like you do with um, nicknames and stuff. And then da-boom, but I can't do... I boom to boom. I, I have to do boom to boom. I can't do it any other way.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: And now that's who Ryan Reynolds is to me forever. Excellent. All right. Uh, the girls tell Boom the cult seeks a blonde virgin as the next victim, asking him if he is a virgin, although he's brunette. He says, uh, no.
0: He no, no, he says, uh, no. <laughs> right. Different tone. <laughs> that's,
1: that is true. So I'm skeptical. <laughs> boom to boom. He falls for it, though, and turns off the road. (laughs) Honestly, avoiding being sacrificed is as good as any reason to have sex. But here's the whole tangent I went off on on my own. Okay. How likely is it that he has condoms in that truck? Or a blanket? Apparently, I think teens need a sex kit in their vehicles alongside their emergency winter kit. So what would your car sex kit be?
0: Ooh, yeah. Me and my insanely kinky sexual proclivities. They would include things like a pillow.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that it had to be sexy. I was just thinking, so they are in this truck. So there's not enough room. It's not like there's a back seat. You're just in the bed of the truck, which didn't even have a liner. So that would be rough. You don't want to do that. So then they pull off the side of the road and eventually we see where they end up. So they're in the woods or whatever. You'd want a blanket at least.
0: Yes. I was just making fun of how vanilla I am. Well,
1: so I'm just like, what would it be in your actual car sex kit? A pillow, a blanket.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: (laughs) It doesn't have to be that crazy. And because they're in New Hampshire, you should have an emergency winter kit, which having a blanket for that would also be a good idea. Correct. Double duty. Yes. See? (laughs) That was the tangent I went on.
0: It was great. But as soon as they were talking about how they needed the not be virgins to live, I just wrote R.I.P. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep.
1: laughs> yes. Correct. <laughs> also, so I went on the car sex kit tangent, and then I also went on another tangent because I was also a blonde virgin in the 90s. So I had to Google, who are the victims of the satanic panic? Because I keep thinking that it's white babies and black kittens, Right.
0: Sorry, I'm caught up on the fact that you were blonde.
1: Yes, I used to be blonde.
0: Wild. <laughs> it's blowing my mind.
1: Why is that where you're stuck?
0: <laughs> it's a, I can't picture you as a blonde. <laughs> okay.
1: I'll find some pictures. That would be great. All All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the next day, the police find Boom hanging from a cliff. Apparently, in his car, he had rope climbing equipment.
0: Yeah, that was some heavy-duty rope that
1: they That had. was legit rope. And there must have been carabiners and whatever they...
0: Yeah, he has that instead of blankets and pillows. <sighs> His sex kit is way kinkier than mine.
1: <laughs> didn't work out well for him.
0: No, it didn't.
1: Well, maybe it did. I don't know. We don't know what happened before that.
0: I don't think what matters what happened before that.
1: No, I guess it doesn't. R.I.P. Ryan Riddles. All right. sight of the police, Terry and Margie sit at the top laughing. They do... Have a blanket.
0: They do. That's true.
1: <laughs> and I said, uh, I mean, who hasn't pulled flower petals with their girlfriends over a crush? That was my take on this whole scene.
0: Excellent takeaway.
1: Thank you. They did do an interesting shot where you see Ryan Reynolds' feet. Apparently it's just Ryan Reynolds now. Yeah. <laughs> you see. R.I.P. Boom to Boom. <laughs> you see Boom to Boom's feet and then they pan up his body and then there's a plant in front of his face. Yeah,
0: network TV. They probably can't show oh, something that graphic.
1: I'm sure. But they've hung a lot of people. That guy in the garage we got to look at. Uh,
0: the Kalashari.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it was because Boom to Boom was a teenager? Probably. And that guy was an adult? Probably. I bet that's... I bet Fox standards and practices was like...
0: I think it makes sense. It's Seeing a child's dead body is way harsher than a, an adult dead body. Okay.
1: Can we just take a moment and talk about how hard you laughed when that kid got run over by a train?
0: <laughs> Let's. Because <laughs> was hilarious.
1: I guess they didn't show the body, though. Exactly. That would have been horrifying. Can you imagine? They're like, we're going to kill a toddler, and then we're going to show you the body.
0: X-Files just takes a clip from Faces of Death.
1: Never saw that.
0: Neither did I. I had no interest in
1: that. Me neither. It's funny that you brought that up, though, because I was listening to... The American Hysteria slash You're Wrong About Crossover about Killer Clowns. And they were, and another one and something else. I listened to a bunch of them. um, And they were talking about Faces of Death and how they probably wouldn't have actually watched it when they were teens if they knew each other. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it being whispered about and how people were always talking about it. One, never saw, I never saw the actual movie. I never saw it in anybody's house. Which right. would have to be a VHS, right?
0: Yeah, because that, that was available at your local family video.
1: Was it? Yeah. That's I, awful. I
0: think it, man, I might be making this up entirely, but I think it came out that most of it was all fake.
1: Except for the animal murder? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It would have to be fake.
0: Otherwise, it's snuff films.
1: Right. Which is, oh, that's the one I was listening to. I was oh. listening to the episode about snuff films, there which are fake.
0: Yeah. Of course they are.
1: Yes, of course they are. The 70s and the early 80s had a lot of moral panics. Yeah. And they were all stupid.
0: Yeah, most of them.
1: People are stupid.
0: Yeah, people aren't. We're big, dumb animals.
1: I know. We like
0: to pretend that we're not.
1: I know. And then we get into the mob mentality. Just like
0: Dr. Bambi Barenbaum (laughs) said. At least they're honest about it.
1: It's true. And you got to listen to Bambi.
0: She was a doctor.
1: Okay, why are women named Bambi when Bambi was a male deer?
0: I don't know. Okay. It sounds like a feminine name, though.
1: Is it because of the E at the end? The long E? Yeah,
0: you don't hear many... mommy. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Davy. Maybe it's the Bam part.
1: Maybe. Soft and bouncy?
0: No, that doesn't... Bam doesn't make me think soft and bouncy. Hmm. I couldn't tell you. I don't know.
1: Something I've always wondered about and have apparently not Googled, even though I've Googled who were the victims of the Satanic Panic, (laughs) which actually there were victims of the Satanic Panic, and three of them remain in prison today.
0: That's fucked up.
1: It is fucked up.
0: There's a lot of people who are in prison right now that shouldn't be.
1: Yes. Yes. At least three, specifically from the Satanic Panic stuff. All right. Back to the show.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot we were talking about the X-Files.
1: I know. It's all good. All right, the agents arrive in comedy after arguing over directions along the way.
0: Scully is already being a jerk. Yes. She. Oh, I just figured it out. She is a psychic. So she's very in tune with these things. It's affecting her more than anybody else. I retract a whole bunch of my notes about her being a jerk.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: Because it seems like she's being an extra jerk.
1: Yeah, that's what I. But it's
0: because she's a psychic. It
1: makes a lot of sense. She's in tune. It makes sense. Uh-huh. I have some notes too later that were my guesses, but I think you nailed it. So we'll see if we even bother getting into them. Okay, so they meet the local detective Angela White while they're at Boom's funeral. How many funerals do you think the average Fed attends per year?
0: That's an interesting question.
1: I know Google didn't give me any good answers. Your
0: average Fed?
1: Because they've been to a one? lot of funerals.
0: Oh yeah, these are not your average Feds though. It's these true. are above average Feds. <laughs>
1: True, I'm just curious, like, do they go to the funerals, and why?
0: They wouldn't go to victim funerals, no. Not a chance.
1: And this is a victim, or a suicide. Yeah, they wouldn't. But they're there.
0: I'm sorry. All of them are there. I apologize. Everybody's there. Boom to Boom was very popular. I guess
1: so. So popular, detectives came from Washington just to attend. Uh, Detective White is convinced the girls who were with Boom to Boom when he died that night, told the truth because they are good students and upstanding citizens or whatever.
0: That's the way that works.
1: Scully doesn't believe it, asking if White has any physical evidence of satanic rituals being conducted. No, of course not. For once, Mulder jumps in and he says, If uh, you detect a hint of skepticism or incredulity in Agent Scully's voice, that's because of the overwhelming evidence gathered by the FBI debunking virtually all claims of ritual abuse by satanic cults. Which is true, and I'm glad that they put it in here, and I wish people would remember because people are (laughs) still worried about the satanic panic in 2022.
0: Yeah, it's rough.
1: Scully says, Our research has proven that most of those accounts are false or imagined that the trauma or mental illness that is often linked to satanic cults is a result of denial, hysteria, and misplaced blame. It's also, this is not what Scully said, but it's also strongly coerced, and there are recorded tapes of non-accredited therapists leading children into saying these things. Yeah, It's recorded. So Detective White says, well, you're going to have a hard time convincing the locals of that. Especially after hearing the stories of two girls that were right there the night boom died. So, foreshadowing about how dumb dummies we are. (laughs) The high school principal, Bob Spitz, interrupts the funeral by ranting about satanic cults murdering their children when suddenly the coffin starts smoking and catches on fire. It's humbug all over again. What's with dudes disrupting funerals? Stop it. Today is not about you, sir.
0: I'm sorry, but if nobody interrupts my funeral being all panicked and frantic, then I will consider my life a failure.
1: No, you won't. You won't know. I will. You won't know. And I'll miss you. <laughs> no, you won't.
0: <laughs> it doesn't just start smoking and catch fire on its own, though. The girls, Terry and Margie, hold hands and look at it first.
1: Right. So it's not the satanic panic. It's the gay agenda.
0: Wrong. <laughs> we know From watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the two girls holding hands and moving a vending machine is an allegory for gay sex. Catching a coffin on fire is just an allegory for good friendship.
1: Moving a vending machine is an allegory for gay sex?
0: Two girls holding hands and moving a vending machine with their mind is gay sex. Oh. Catching a coffin on fire, just good friends.
1: Hmm.
0: It's interesting. It's all about the nuance.
1: I guess. Yes.
0: Subtleties. Yep.
1: Yep. Chris Carter and um, who wrote Buffy? Joss Whedon. Yes, Joss Whedon. The two...
0: Yeah, I don't know who wrote that specific episode. The
1: two men. The two allegorical men about...
0: But that was a season four episode, uh, Superstar, where Jonathan rearranges Oh yeah. reality to make him a star. It's a great episode. It is a great episode. It's <laughs> <an> amazing episode. <laughs>
1: I love that guy.
0: Editor's note, it was Hush, not Superstar. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm glad I edit these things myself so I can correct myself. But yes... Two girls holding hands, moving a vending machine with their mind, is basically lesbian first base. Thank you, Buffering the Vampire Slayer.
1: <sighs> Mulder and Scully go into separate rooms to interview Margie and Terry, both of whom offer an identical story about a satanic ceremony where a baby was sacrificed. Told you. <laughs> babies. Also, what's a cheerleading yell squad? Is that when they chant but they don't do the athletics part?
0: Oh, that would be horrible. <laughs> that's who people are talking about when they say cheerleading isn't a sport. They're talking about the cheerleading yell squad.
1: Okay, because cheerleading is goddamn impressive.
0: Yes, it is. And that's why they constantly break everything.
1: Right. I watched a YouTube video with Riley about an Olympic athlete reviewing clips from movies where they were doing gymnastics. She was, she was a gymnastics Olympian. And even she was like, oh, no, cheerleading is this whole next level thing. Like, I don't, we don't do, we, like, this move is cheerleading, this move is gymnastics. And just, you could tell that there, there was so much respect for cheerleading because of how...
0: The coordination between people.
1: It's that and the physicality and, and strength and all of that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Even though I was never a cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I want to point out Jillian Anderson's performance in the scene. The disbelief on her face, fucking amazing. So good. The direction by Rob Bowman, who is also the director of Airborne, the <laughs> Rock <Robin> and Rollerblade movie. <laughs> yes. He lights her like Morticia in the Addams Family movie. Oh, did he? I her, missed that. Her eyes, there's a strip of light across her eyes, and it's beautiful.
1: I love that. That's so good. Ugh, but yeah, shout out to
0: Jillian Anderson in this scene just great great work
1: yes scully thinks their stories are cliche and points out that no account of satanic conspiracy has been validated which holds true today 30 years later
0: (laughs) (laughs) 29 years later x-files debuted 29 years ago i think yesterday at the time of recording recording
1: yep that is correct so there were more than 12,000 documented accusations nationwide. Investigating police were not able to substantiate any allegations of organized cult abuse. Just as a...
0: They still locked people up, though. Just as
1: a side note about the satanic panic. I won't go too far into all of the other stuff I looked up. But, wow. Looking at the latest victim's body, which is boom to boom Mulder and Detective White find a burn mark in the shape of a horned beast.
0: And so does everybody watching the show. It was like a brand. It was so clear. The horned goat that's in the middle of a pentagram.
1: Yes, but Scully doesn't see it.
0: Just. I, I, I don't have the words.
1: No, I can tell.
0: For how much she's like, no, no.
1: I wrote, do you think Scully is being impacted by the town? <laughs> Mulder goes to see uh, Detective White to apologize for Scully's behavior and to hold her cat, weirdly. In that first shot, <laughs> he's like holding the cat's ears way back so the cat's mouth is kind of open a little bit.
0: I think the animal handler is the one holding the cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you don't think it was Mulder? <laughs> no. Oh, also, so Detective White opens the door. Mulder gives her her cat and says something like, your cat's gonna die. And she puts the cat inside, but then leaves the door open.
0: It's a very well-behaved cat.
1: It must be, because dudes, if we even look at the door, Moses is trying to get out of it. Okay, so um, he's there, he gives her the cat, and she's like, okay, but why are you actually here? And he says something about a horny beast, and then he asks her to come with him to investigate some, some stuff. So they go visit local astrologist Madame Zirinka.
0: And at this point in time, I go, oh, yay, astrology. (laughs) During my first watch. During my second watch, the bad guy is planets? (laughs) The bad guy is planets.
1: Yep. Madame Zirinka claims the town's crazy behavior is due to the rare planetary alignment of the planets Mars, Uranus, and Mercury. (laughs) This is what i So... Looking ahead, before I had seen the rest of this, it said, do you think Scully is sinking with the moon and planets, causing her to PMS? Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad you're the one that said that, and not me.
1: It's such a stupid
0: I wouldn't take. want the woke mob to come after it's me. It's
1: such a stupid take, and I, me. I had to include it. Because <laughs> at another point, I'm like, who wrote this episode? And when Chris you told Carter. me that Chris Carter did, I, was, I kept that note in there. So a little bit of trivia, Szyggy is a straight line configuration of three celestial bodies.
0: Oh, that's a real word? Yep. Okay. It's
1: also a term used by Carl Jung to mean a union of opposites. Ooh. Terry and Margie watch basketball practice. L-
0: I love these girls.
1: Yeah, they're great. Lusting over one of the players, Scott.
0: Scott Simpson?
1: something like Sanderson? Fuck. I can't remember. I only wrote Scott, whose girlfriend is fellow cheerleader Brenda, and they hate that he has a girlfriend, but they really like him, apparently.
0: Hate her. Wouldn't want to date her.
1: Yes. Yep, yep, yep.
0: I know that it's like a 50-year-old man writing high school girls, but I love it. (laughs) It makes me happy when they talk.
1: (laughs) That's great. One of the other players accidentally spills drinks on them. He runs into the drinks table that they are sitting behind.
0: Hate him.
1: (laughs) Hate him. Wouldn't want to date him. (laughs) So they cause the basketball to bounce off his head
0: first. (laughs) Which is just great. Because just a few seconds ago, they made Brenda fall on her butt.
1: Oh, yes. I skipped that part. Yep. And the basketball bounces underneath the bleachers. And when he goes back to retrieve the basketball, the bleachers, the lights go out or something electrical happens and then the bleachers close, which kill him and also is the very first time that I have ever known that bleachers were (laughs) mechanical. mechanical. (laughs) I never knew that in my entire life.
0: Yeah, I figure those things are probably way too heavy to just pull out by your hand.
1: That makes sense. But I absolutely have...
0: Yeah, it's one of those things you don't think about.
1: I have absolutely envisioned someone having to manually pull them out.
0: Yeah. I mean, why would you be thinking about it Apparently, twenty-two.
1: Apparently, that's how much time I spent under the bleachers. Zero. Zero time.
0: (laughs) I don't think these are the bleachers that people are talking about when they say under the bleachers. I think those are like the football stadium ones.
1: I guess that makes sense. But if you actually go to a football stadium, a bunch of people are under the bleachers because football stadiums... If they're tall enough, that's like where the concession stand
0: is. I don't think that's where the concession stand is at the high school ones. I am having a hard time, though, because I was in high school 30 years ago. Yep. 25 years ago. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. 70 years ago.
0: 27 years
1: ago. (laughs) Eventually you'll get there. Wow, you're old.
0: I was in high school 30 years ago. It's just not, that's not when it ended.
1: I see. I see. Well, they murder that dude. This is a lot of death around these girls. They're probably gonna have some, some trouble.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, these kids aren't young enough that it's funny when they die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is literally the witch shit that I was hoping to achieve at that age.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, not literally. I was more the love spell and conjuring spirits with a Ouija board kind of air quotes witch than the murderous one, but I definitely would have exacted some revenge on some people.
0: Unfortunately, you were not born January 12th, 1979.
1: I was not. I was not. Of all the days that I was born, that was not one of them.
0: <laughs> of all the days we <laughs>
1: Scully is angry at Mulder for ditching her, which is weird because he ditches her all the time. She
0: says, I didn't expect you to ditch me. And I said, Dana Scully, have you seen this show? (laughs) Have you been watching The X-Files? Because this is a regular occurrence.
1: She's mad at him for ditching her to be with Detective White. And that's when I wrote It's Definitely the Town. Who wrote this episode? One of the guys who doesn't understand Scully's character? (laughs) Yes. Yes. A town mob searches for a mass grave because one of the things that the girls said was that the ritualistic killing that led to boom to booms death included a guy with a sharp curved knife murdering an infant and then burying that infant in a mass grave at the edge of town.
0: The detail that they gave about that knife is one of the red flags for me if I'm investigating this. You were that close? to see that it had a snake head with ruby eyes? No. Sorry.
1: Also, a mass grave of infant bodies? (laughs) Are we just now realizing all of the infants are disappearing?
0: Maybe they get them from all over, so it's only one infant per state that's disappearing.
1: That's highly organized. It would be. To bury in this one mass grave in this one town? Nobody can see you shrugging.
0: Well, it's You saying how highly organized it is makes me think of a real thing that was highly organized, and I don't want to think about it.
1: What is it? Pizzagate?
0: No, uh... I can't quite remember what the name of it's called, but it's this ring of pedophiles out of Kansas. Editors, note, what I'm talking about here is the Franklin Credit Union scandal out of Omaha, Nebraska. It's real depressing. Don't look it up, but if you wanted to, that's what it's called.
1: Well, the mob digs up somebody's yard or plot of land and the cops show up and they're like, Hey, you can't do this. And the principal's like, look, my kids are scared and I'm going to dig up this person's property.
0: My kids are scared and I don't have a good answer for it. so I'm just going to put this on other people.
1: My kids are probably not actually that scared or at least they weren't until I lost my goddamn mind over satanic panic. And now, because I keep telling my children to be terrified, they are.
0: Look, I'm making my problems into everybody else's problems, and I'd appreciate it if you'd just get on board with that.
1: <laughs> so a bunch of people are digging up this plot of land, and then there's a bag of bones that are, that's discovered.
0: We have to mention that the principal guy says that there are two witnesses that are prepared to say that somebody, I forget who the name was, made them play naked movie star games oh yes and i need you to tell me the name of some of those naked movie star games
1: oh well okay let's see what is a naked movie star game that's why you told me to stop talking about it during the yes episode
0: because <laughs> i had a bit that i wanted to do
1: <laughs> i was like riley doesn't care that i said this <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i wanted your thoughts on on mike
1: Oh, man, what would a naked movie star game be? Something I'm, from, like, Eyes Wide Shut?
0: I'm very bad at this, so I'm just naming, like, Michael's bender.
1: Okay, okay, I like it.
0: <laughs> Something more creative than that, though.
1: Hmm. Man, I'm on the spot, too. I wish you had prepped me for this. I could have thought about it.
0: You Kevin's know- <laughs> Bacon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Release the bacon, which is a whole thing (laughs) that I told you about after we watched Wild Things, which is funny because we recently watched Wild Things, and I keep thinking about that as my answer for the Naked Movie Star Games, just because we just watched it. Ridiculous movie, guys. So much fun. Terribly problematic.
0: (laughs) Problematic fave.
1: Yes. (laughs) But they were playing some Naked Movie Star Games, and... I'm also thinking of who is the movie star who's in all of the Lincoln vehicle commercials now? He
0: Matthew McConaughey. Matthew
1: McConaughey being high playing Bongos.
0: <laughs> that is definitely a naked movie star game.
1: Yep. That, that feels those two things. All right. It's Kevin's Bacon from <laughs> Wild Things and Matthew McConaughey Naked Bongos. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Okay, so they somebody says, "I found some bones." And then the agents and Detective White go over to it. Mulder and Scully are snipping at each other. And then Scully opens the bag slightly and we can see bones. There's def- there's bones in there.
0: Clearly not human bones.
1: And the principal says, they're children's bones! And then they find the, um, the initials of the local pediatrician on the bag that the bones are in. And so the mob leaves and the agents are not moving fast enough to save this guy. No. This guy would be murdered.
0: Satanic is panicking.
1: Ugh. So bad. So they haul the guy in for questioning when obviously the bones were not human. It turns out that the bones were not human. Shocking. (laughs) The, um... Detective White and Mulder are interrogating him, basically. And Scully comes in and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Doctor whatever your name is. I didn't write it down. You are free to go because obviously this is bullshit. And it was. All
0: right. Now, I know why you're skipping over this bit. But thinking about it right now, when we get to RWG, I forget his full name, he's dressed in women's underwear. And I understand why you skip over that part because whatever.
1: Because it was unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I just wrote sigh. And it's played as a joke, which is not great. But the episode doesn't place any judgment on him. And I just realized that just now.
1: Just because you do something doesn't mean you do it right, though.
0: No, I get that. I think it's by accident. Because it's, it's definitely just there for the joke.
1: It's always by accident in this TV <laughs> show.
0: I get it, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's not important to bring up, but I feel like... They're not being judgment placed on it is something, especially for 1996. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a thought.
1: Yeah, it's not important to the episode. Story. It's I did, I did pass a little bit of judgment, though, when I saw the heels coming down the stairs. I was like, who's wearing heels in the house? And then I was like, oh, I see. I see what you're doing. But also, if you're having sexy times, that's when you would wear heels in the house. True. So maybe that's what's in his car sex kit.
0: It definitely is what's in his car sex kit. He's got a way better one than I do. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And he's wearing Mulder's favorite perfume. Which, maybe it's a problematic joke, but I thought it was funny. I liked him going around sniffing everybody.
1: (laughs) No! Stop sniffing, people! I feel like I've already exclaimed this on this podcast. (laughs)
0: Probably. (sighs) It's my problematic fave of a joke.
1: All right. Well, so he is released, um, which is great. I hope the mob has fucked off because we don't talk about them anymore or like how he's going to be safe going back to his house because yeah. the mob absolutely thinks that he's buried a baby.
0: This mob seems pretty...
1: Low-key compared to what we're dealing with in 2022.
0: It's <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Fickle.
1: This mob is definitely fickle.
0: Very fickle. So th- their attention span's short.
1: They're like, I can only mob before or after work, but only until like 10 p.m. Because I fig- then I, I go yeah. home.
0: <laughs> I figure it's pretty easy to get them to move to a new thing. Ugh.
1: Mulder is being Mulder with the smelling of people and cracking jokes that are inappropriate and everything, and Scully's over it. She says she's going back to Washington in the morning. Uh, Later that night, we see Margie and Terry celebrating their birthday. They're having the best fun, and they have a bunch of people over who are having no fun, which is, you know, really on those people. They have Brenda over, who they don't like, but they have her over anyway, and I guess because of the cheerleading. She probably came over. The whole squad is
0: probably, probably there.
1: I feel like cheerleaders would want to be dancing.
0: It was weird. It was weird how they were, the rest of the party was looking at them like them dancing was an insane thing to do.
1: Right. It's very strangely shot.
0: Maybe they don't like the band live. Maybe. Which I, I identify with.
1: I was like, I love this song.
0: <laughs> also, I think that was Collective Soul.
1: I think it was too, actually, now that you mentioned that. Well, they are using a Ouija board. Brenda is asking who she will marry. And the first letter is S. And everybody's like, ooh, Scott. And as soon as the planchette gets close to the C, it shifts quickly over to A and spells out Satan. And I just wrote LOL. (laughs) (laughs) She's distressed. Real talk. We didn't summon spirits to find out about boys and the patriarchy, but we did try to summon my best friend's dead dad, uh, resulting in a spirit taking up residence in my house that would watch me in the shower unless I brought my Dalmatian into the bathroom with me. I don't believe that spirit was her dad. Could have been. But.
0: Her dad could have been a creep.
1: Maybe. I don't know. never met him. At least not when he was alive. (laughs) Yep. It was weird that the dog would keep the spirit out, though.
0: Yeah, it's weird that you would feel more secure with the dog around. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's weird about me
0: and you would feel insecure without the dog well strange
1: that's what happens when you invite a spirit into your house
0: yep that's what it is
1: upset Brenda rushes to the bathroom where Margie and Terry are chanting Bloody Mary and Brenda's locked in side note we were never stupid enough to do Bloody Mary
0: I believe you dared me to on the podcast once
1: I did and I absolutely told you to sit <laughs> sit back down <laughs> So, Brenda's killed by glass shattering. We find out later. We don't see it, but we do hear her screaming. Everybody hears her screaming, so they turn off the music, and that's it.
0: I forgot to mention Margie and Terry's hair in this scene.
1: It's so teased.
0: It's not 1996 hair. That is 1986 hair. It's
1: teased to an inch of his life.
0: In high school, if we saw anybody with hair like that, it... No, it would be over for them.
1: Maybe that's why everybody was looking at them. That's,
0: okay, now I'm on board.
1: It wasn't them dancing, it was them with their teased hair and everybody was like, what?
0: What is that? What are they doing?
1: Yep. Aquanet, teased hair. Detective White heads to Mulder's hotel room, but before she arrives, we see Mulder spooning orange juice concentrate directly into a (laughs) A bottle of of vodka
0: vodka brand vodka
1: vodka brand vodka the best top shelf vodka
0: (laughs) it was so gross
1: it was very weird i
0: it was also, barely any orange juice concentrate. It was not a half and half mixture.
1: No, it was it was way not half and half. And he had already consumed half of the vodka before he mixed anything into it.
0: <laughs> he was shit-faced.
1: Do you think he was originally ch- like chasing it with a scoop of oh, the concentrate? Like yeah. a shot of vodka, a scoop of concentrate? Oh my god. Because uh, when we see it, it's kind of melted. Yeah. And he's kind of digging into it. And then he just decides that it's faster if he puts the concentrate in.
0: Wow. That's amazing. It's... It's disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's also brain-free city, man.
0: still less disgusting than what Scully's over there doing.
1: <laughs> no, Scully looks super cool. No, what?
0: <laughs> Scully is a doctor who has somehow taken up smoking in her 30s.
1: <laughs> she had one cigarette in the ashtray that was a full cigarette. Right.
0: <laughs> She's double fisting Marlboros.
1: It's amazing. So Detective White shows up and brings a box that has her cat's collar inside. She gets sniffed by Mulder.
0: And that gets her going.
1: It really does. And she's like, wait, have you been drinking? And he's like, yeah, but I, it's weird because I don't normally drink. And then she's like, great. Orange juice concentrate in vodka brand vodka. I'm all about it.
0: Yeah. Detective White's a predator. <laughs>
1: She um, takes a couple of chugs of the vodka brand vodka and Mulder's like, hey, maybe we should watch this movie. It's the same movie on every channel. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) And she goes, weird. That's weird. I like weird. I feel weird.
1: Yep. And then she climbs on top of him. She
0: assaults him.
1: She does. He doesn't seem too terribly concerned. He's
0: trying to distract her, but I don't think he really minds.
1: (laughs) He's like, maybe we shouldn't.
0: He's like, I know that I need to say that we shouldn't do this. So that's what I'm gonna do.
1: And I know it sounds like we're we're being super problematic because it's like he said no and she just kept going, but it was also like we know Mulder's a sex pest, so <laughs> I think that's coloring our judgment here.
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm cutting this out because we are being
1: problematic. We are being bad, yeah. Okay. So uh, yes, yeah, so Detective White is is definitely being predatory here and Scully comes in. And rolls her eyes again. and she gets it's, so mad. She, she's like, oh, great. Okay, well, fine. Brenda's dead. Here's a bit of trivia, though. David Duchovny took co-star Dana Wheeler Nicholson to the Golden Globes that year as his date.
0: Ooh! <laughs> I love that. That's a good story.
1: I know. They actually dated for a while. That's nice. Good, I know. Good for them. I think it makes the problematic scene a little less problematic feeling when you're like, okay, they were actually, like, into each other. That's it's cool. like how
0: Bill and Sookie got married. Oh, okay. God. Your favorite couple.
1: Ugh. The dumbest, most boring name and guy. And then the dumbest, weirdest name. Sorry to anybody named Sookie. You should be. Ugh. Change it or something. <laughs> I really hate saying that word. Ow. (laughs) You might want to cut that out, too, in case we have any listeners named Sookie.
0: That would be weird. I will cut it out, but (laughs) mainly because there's a plane flying by.
1: That's great. Good. Um, A little bit of trivia about the bickering. So Scully and Mulder's bickering during the episode... Over Mulder's ditching Scully, how Mulder always drives, how Scully's feet are small, etc. was derived from fans' online complaints dating back as far as the beginning of the series. That's
0: hilarious.
1: So this, all of them bickering is fan service.
0: That's fucking amazing. Isn't it great? I love
1: it. I they, do too.
0: They're combing the Ain't It Cool News forums. Like
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, they all... He,
0: he makes a tiny Scully joke, which I appreciate.
1: Oh yes, I have that right, right next. Oh. Right next. They all leave, presumably, to go to the crime scene. Scully says, I'm driving. Why do you always have to drive? Because you're the guy? Because you're a big macho man? You made a really good point. No, Mulder's (laughs) shit-faced.
0: Yeah, that's why he shouldn't drive.
1: (laughs) But Mulder says, no, I was just never sure your little feet could reach the pedals. (laughs) So it was pretty great. I
0: love knowing that it was online complaints. Yes. That they're talking about.
1: And apparently Jillian Anderson thought this was a hilarious joke. It's great. So, Terry and Margie try to console Scott, who tells them off. He actually is just like, can you guys leave me alone? I just want to be alone. Which, you know, makes sense.
0: My girlfriend died in your bathroom.
1: Right? Just now.
0: While you were there.
1: Five minutes ago.
0: It's super weird. I
1: don't know why I'm at a diner with french fries, but here I am.
0: He literally says, what happened to you guys? You used to be so, and then they cut him off. So, what did it used to be?
1: You used to be so cheerleader yell squad, and now you have black eyeliner.
0: Used to be so nice, and now you're psycho because the bad guy is planets.
1: The bad guy is planets. They are turned down by Scott, and Terry is mad at him, but Margie still likes him and leaves. So this is where the girls split.
0: Mm -hmm. Terry says, hate him. Hate him. Mm, And Margie.
1: Margie is supposed to say, hate him, wouldn't want to date him, and that's their cue to murder somebody. Right. But Margie is like, "Mm, no. And you don't do that. You don't? No. Okay. Guys have that stupid saying that I'm not going to repeat. We don't have one of those that rhymes for for girls. But really, you don't want to go after this Scott guy and ruin your friendship.
0: Why would going after the Scott guy ruin your friendship if one of you wants to date him and one of you doesn't? Wouldn't it ruin your friendship if you both want to date him?
1: I think these girls are very close and progressive for their age.
0: You think that they are shooting for a throuple? Yes. Okay, I didn't get that vibe from them.
1: That's how the whole first scene happened.
0: I didn't get that vibe from them.
1: They're like, hey, we are both virgins and you are pretending to not be a virgin. (laughs) Boom to boom. (laughs) You don't think so? they're holding hands all the time
0: but they are only lighting things on fire they are not moving vending
1: it's machines. true i didn't see a single vending machine in this whole episode nope hmm, virgins you said it signifies gay sex right
0: moving vending machines with your mind while holding hands with another girl that's gay sex so it's at least gay first base
1: so they're still virgins okay <laughs> Uh, Mulder goes to visit Madame Zarenka again, and she explains what's happening, and it's great. So are you ready? She
0: tells us that the bad guy is planets.
1: Yes. We're gonna do Cast Files Theater. Stop screaming.
0: I can't stop screaming about how Da Vinci Code is Apple.
1: Alright. So you be Mulder.
0: And now for Cast Files Theater. You said that you knew why people are behaving so strangely around here.
1: Well, the same reason that my dog's been trying to mate with the gas barbecue for the last two months.
0: You said it was planetary?
1: Once every 84 years, Mercury, Mars, and Uranus come into conjunction. Only this year, Uranus is in the house of Aquarius.
0: That's a bad thing?
1: Bad like an Irwin Allen movie. I mean, things are going to fall out of the sky. Disaster lies await, especially around here. Why here? We're in a geological vortex, a high-intensity meridian.
0: David Duchovny's question mark face.
1: (laughs) A cosmic G-spot, all combinating on January 12th, when they come into perfect alignment, which would be today, hey.
0: Why is this affecting everyone?
1: Well, some people more than others. Relationships are going to suck, significant dates can exaggerate the effects.
0: What if today was my birthday?
1: Then I'd say happy birthday. Unless of course you were born in 1979, and then I'd call the police
0: question mark
1: you'd have a jupiter uranus opposition forming what's called a grand square where all the planets aligned into a cross all the energy of the cosmos would be focused on you
0: that was cast files theater terrifying
1: uh margie goes to see scott alone but an angry terry arrives The two argue with each other and end up accidentally killing Scott with a garage spring through his thorax. Thorax. (laughs) The
0: spring is so big and the wound is so small.
1: It's a a lot. Margie goes to Mulder, telling him that Terry is responsible for the murders, while Terry goes to see Scully and tells her the opposite. Infighting. It's bad. You hate to see it.
0: Especially when you guys are...
1: Both murderers?
0: Psychically linked somehow that you use all the same words for everything?
1: It's true. The agents call each other and bring both girls to the police station. When the place starts shaking and that one movie that was on every channel comes onto all of the TVs that apparently are just sitting on cops' desks, they all have TVs on.
0: Sure, why not? It's not like they're doing any actual police work. That's true. There um, is a psychic fight! <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. The furniture starts moving around, all of the guns go off on their own, all of the cops pull their guns out and look at them and point them in random directions. Right,
0: instead of keeping them face down.
1: Yep. Mulder grabs Margie and locks her in a closet.
0: Mulder grabs Margie and uses her as a human shield. He
1: does. He absolutely does. And then Terry comes stalking down the hall and...
0: Badass-like.
1: Yeah, she does. She's Awesome. And Mulder unlocks the door, and Mulder and Scully both push Terry into the room, and then they lock her in. It was
0: a nice moment of (laughs) simpatico.
1: The only one that they have this whole episode. As Mulder locks the girls in the room together, their power goes away once the clock strikes midnight.
0: How amazing that that clock is perfectly accurate.
1: It's really amazing. It's
0: not even an atomic clock.
1: No. And what about time zone differentiation? Well,
0: I think I have no idea.
1: Okay, well. It <laughs> said, so psychic magic, not Satan. Although we've already established that Satan exists in the X Files universe and that Mulder has been identified by them, this could have been an actual Satan thing. Do you think they're making commentary about the moral panic and the ridiculousness of it all, or is that an accident and magic rules?
0: No, I think they're actually making a statement in this one about satanic panic.
1: I think they are too.
0: Yeah, I think, good job. Good job, Chris Carter.
1: I think it's interesting, but I also think it's interesting that Satan does exist in this world. Right. Where they're making this commentary about how ridiculous the Satanic Panic is.
0: No, it's a little convoluted, but...
1: But then also it is religious magic.
0: This is not religious magic. This is Carrie magic. This is Stephen King magic. But it's not, though, because the magic isn't coming from them. The bad guy is planets. That's
1: true. I do have a little bit about who's most likely to believe in satanic ritual abuse. Do you want to know?
0: Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> you seemed surprised that your answer was yes.
0: What now? Because I know I was, trying to th- I was trying to think of who I think it would be. And I can't decide if we're talking about Mulder and Scully here. I can't decide who I think...
1: Would believe in it? Sh-
0: would believe in it more.
1: Obviously not Scully.
0: You would think it would be Scully, though.
1: But Scully's the one who's... Going through this whole thing, being like, no, we've already done all of this investigation. It is not happening. Right,
0: but she is now a soldier for God
1: that is against true. Satan. Which is wildly convoluted. Yeah. This is great. I love this. This is great discussion points, even <laughs> though the, the TV show has no idea what they're doing. This is <laughs> amazing. So, in his 1994 book, Satanic Panic, this guy, what is his name? Jerry Victor who won the, oh, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Victor, who won the Micken Award for Best Book by the Free Press Association. So, like, like, I guess somebody thought it was a good book. I haven't read this book. But he writes that in the United States, the groups most likely to believe rumors of SRA, which is Satanic Ritual Abuse, are rural, poorly educated, religiously conservative, white, blue-collar families with an unquestioning belief in American values who feel significant anxieties over job loss, economic decline, and family disintegration. Victor considers rumors of SRA a symptom of a moral crisis and a form of scapegoating for economic and social ills.
0: Yes, that all makes perfect sense. It
1: does, and if you think about how the satanic panic is continuing to this day through QAnon, it makes so much sense. I
0: wasn't going to say it until you said that, but yeah, Trump voters. You just described Trump voters. Yeah.
1: Yes. But it's interesting because this was in 1994. We have identified who is likely to believe this and debunked it thoroughly, and it's still happening. Yes. So now back to the mob. When the town mob and Detective White finally see Terry and Margie as the culprits, Spitz claims it is the work of Satan.
0: Yeah, you had a different reaction to this than I did. I took it as him recognizing that it really wasn't these girls' fault. And that is the way to get out of punishing them for it. Maybe. That's how I read it.
1: It feels like a very a very simple distraction.
0: Yeah, it is. But I think that was the reasoning behind it.
1: Which makes sense. Because
0: when they open the door, the girls are terrified and holding each other. They were not the monsters that had murdered a bunch of people.
1: It's true, but they did also murder a bunch of people. They did,
0: but it... (laughs) It wasn't really them. It was the planets.
1: I understand that, but Bad
0: guys' planets.
1: They were going to murder the pediatrician.
0: The mob was, yes.
1: Right, and this is the mob.
0: Yeah, well, an adult man is different than teenage girls. What? It's true.
1: Jesus. Also, whatever your take is on all of this, it was an easy way to wrap up this whole episode. Yeah, it was. But right before that... Spitz cocks his gun at two federal agents.
0: (laughs) Spitz has a pump-action shotgun. He ejects a shell before he... Well,
1: (laughs) it's the TV sound that we all know that guns (laughs) make. But nobody bodily tackles him to the floor. He's fine. It's all good. Yeah. Because the earthquake has stopped?
0: Well, because it's okay to point a gun at a cop if you're a white person.
1: Mulder and Scully drive home, arguing again over directions.
0: We had a voiceover that I thought was going to be the ending, and then it didn't end on the voiceover. And that discombobulated me.
1: Oh, yes, and I told you I was not going to write it down because I didn't want to. It was stupid.
0: <laughs> yes, you said that.
1: It was stupid. It was very stupid. But it was, like
0: a, it was like a fake ending.
1: It was. And the real ending was is them driving home with Scully actually doing the driving. They're arguing over directions again. And Scully defiantly runs a stop sign.
0: Like she's still affected by the planets. Yeah. So, was she just having PMS?
1: No, it was Chris Carter writing (laughs) Scully. So actually, yes, that's what
0: Chris Carter thinks. Scully's on the rag still.
1: It was only like one day, so...
0: Yes. Yes!
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, who are you shipping?
0: Ah no clue. I I didn't have anything for shipping or surviving yet.
1: Man, I'm shipping those girls because I want them to be besties again. Yeah. I really hated seeing them fight.
0: I think they were besties at the end.
1: I game. mean, I really liked seeing them fight because it was a psychic fight, which was really it's cool.
0: Psychic fight.
1: But I really like how in tune they were with each other and how they were like, look, you can't pick boys over your best friends. That's stupid, especially in life ever. I was going to say in high school, but no, don't do that.
0: I guess David Duchovny and, what's her name, Dana Dana Wheeler-Kellerman? Yep.
1: <laughs> Agent White. Agent. Or, De- White. or Detective White, I mean. Yeah. Yes, because they actually dated for a while. So, yeah, good shipping.
0: Okay. How
1: are you surviving?
0: Uh, oh, uh, don't be on the football team or basketball team. Be a nerd in high school. There you go. They won't be interested in me, then they won't kill me. <laughs> Fantastic. You did it. Yay. Hey. Yay! I wonder if that's how I actually survived high school. Probably. By being a nerd who had somehow never watched high
1: school. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to survive the same way I survived the 90s already.
0: Oh, you care to expand on that?
1: No, I just already did it. Here I am. <laughs> so did I. But I explained
0: how. Well,
1: I was a blonde virgin. That's... So who knows?
0: I can't picture that. <laughs> I don't
1: know why. There's a picture of me on the wall with blonde hair.
0: I totally thought that was a wig.
1: It's extensions. <sighs> but that's my, it's extensions that match my hair.
0: Okay. I thought it was just fully a wig. <laughs> the cast files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at CastFiles. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at TheCastFiles. That's the with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things. Artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a tea public store. You can go buy t-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal Six. Logo by Atuka Art. That's O-O-K-A-R-T. He's working, I think. Okay, I can't believe he said his name out loud. He'll try to get on the podcast.
1: He's allowed. He's part of the podcast.
0: <laughs> he might as well be. <laughs>